Make me laugh if I look at you. Now I just try and like stare at you. Deliberately. I'm like, no, don't look at me. Um when does this episode come out? Is it still Pride Month? Um yes. No, not sure. Happy Pride Month? It was Pride Month or it is Pride Month. We got you. It's either end of June or beginning of July. But we did do we've had a couple other months where we kind of lay off the mark when the recording came out because yeah we can only do so much in terms of planning <laughs> no i was just wondering whether i can say happy pride month or if it's too late happy pride month for june it's, happy pride. <laughs> it's always pride month <clears throat> so as the podcast queer i'm gonna do some <laughs> some pride <laughs> despite her best efforts <laughs> uh, Listen to last week's episode to hear me bullying Tony to finally come out of the closet. <laughs> One of my friends was like, if you've ever had to think about whether you're straight or not, it means you're not straight. And I was like, I don't know, I live with a lot of gay people at one point and just I wanted to just think it through. I think... Just everyone around me was slowly realising they were. And I was like, what about me? <laughs> When's my turn to realise? When's it my turn? <laughs> Everyone was having a lot more sex than me. <laughs> I'm so sorry to my Hi, brother. <laughs> so, <laughs> unlike Tony and her preparedness, I'm going to wing it and do some queer recommendations. But you can't be mad because she is part of the LGBTQI. <laughs> I'm part of the uh, alphabet so mafia. It's so it's not ignorance. Okay. It's just <laughs> tiredness. It's so good. I know. I was like, should I do some recommendations on TikTok? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, if you're going to read, you should just be reading them all year round. Like I said with the Asian, mm-hmm. recommend- Asian author recommendations, just read them all year round. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm just going to talk about some books that I have read and enjoyed over the last, like, year that fall under this category. Nice. And that's that. Or longer than the year. Some books that I've read and enjoyed. In the recent timeline. <laughs> In that I can remember them, which is very rare. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to start with one that you've read. Oh, yay. The Colour Purple by Alice Walker. Ah. Yeah. I like this book. Oh, yeah. I just had a thought then. I was like, it's there. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a massive part of the storyline. Yeah, like, she's literally gay. Yeah, it's a massive, <laughs> massive part of the storyline. Mm. Yeah. It's a really fun book. But did we discussed this in, like... Well, I think we've discussed it before. Because mm. it ends up... I mean, it's such a good book. It's on all the fucking It's on lists, all of our lists, should wherever be. we can put it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really, really good book. Really, it's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic, and it's like a—it's heartbreaking in a nice way. Yeah, in a, not in a nice way, but in a 
effective way, I guess. Yeah. Like it tells good story. Yeah, so it's set in... When would you say it is? I don't know. If it's... it's like maybe 50s or earlier. Early I can't remember if there's segregation in it or not, which is usually a good way of remembering the timeline with America. Mm. But I it's really can't South- remember. I'm very it's sorry. It's in Southern America, isn't it? Yes. And it follows... I, I can't remember what her name is. Do, do we even know her name? Yeah, she yeah, must we have do. a name. Yeah. yeah. follows a young lady who... And it, it's all via letters, isn't it? And diary entries. Oh, God. Um, I know what I read it probably about 10 years ago now. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it yeah. was about that long ago for me as well. And it's a lady who finds herself in a horrible relationship, but then she comes to terms with slash finds out that she is uh, gay. So, Shug... Who's the, I don't know why I remember the love interest. No, because that's her. I was remembering her yeah. name as well. So she is actually was in a relationship with her husband, yeah. the, the main character's husband, way back when. And then he's just like openly having an affair, bringing this woman around. Yeah. And then he just dumps her at the house quite a lot with his wife. Yeah. And then they end up forming a bit of a bond. I mean, his wife doesn't mind so much because mm. she doesn't really want anything yeah. to do with him. She's quite naive, quite badly educated slash not educated. Yeah, there's like she's things... very that, naive to the world. You know, she's like, she hears at church that when your period stops, that means you're going to have a child. But she doesn't really understand how that works. And like, she's like, her period stopped ages ago. And she's, she's never had a child despite that and stuff yeah. like that. yeah. And it's also about her, like, kind of finding a way... Seely. Yeah. That's the main character. Thank you for looking it up. It's also about her kind of finding um, a way to still feel her connection with God after realising that she has feelings for... I don't know if it's for women or just for Shug, but... Yeah. I remember there's, like, a scene where she starts wearing pants. Yeah. But then she starts making her own pants yeah. and then she gets a bit like independence from yeah. that and then her and the horrible husband actually become kind of amiable friends almost. Yeah, like they, they form a relationship, like not a romantic one, but yeah. they form a a friendship. Because they both right love the same women and it's it's quite interesting, uh, like the nuance of yeah. it as well. Yeah, so <clears> definitely <throat> good and what i like about it is because it's written in letters slash diary entries yeah it's all letters yes. to god isn't it i think they all start with dear god and that's where she starts questioning mm. it i mean you can see how poorly educated she is and stuff through that and it works really well and it's written in her like what would have been her dialect yeah. in that area as well so yeah. it's, it's very much it's a classic for a reason and yeah. it's not that long it's readable unlike some classics yes it's just well worth picking up if you haven't already yeah yeah yes it really um the next one is a i've spoken about this in detail before it's like a trump a dramatized memoir by uh carmen maria machado called in the dream house yes i remember this yeah so it's about carmen's relationship with a woman and the domestic abuse she suffered because obviously it's quite a taboo subject in the queer community but the rates of domestic abuse particularly in lesbian couples is extremely high Mm, I I think like I would have assumed gay couples it'd be higher but it's actually Mm. higher in lesbian couples which is rather shocking 
Um, so yeah, it's like her memoir of it, but she has it. She like presents it like small little story segments. So okay, she's like, like snippets. Yeah, yeah, and it's very kind of poetic. Obviously, it's dark. It's not a nice subject. It has a nice outcome because she ends up with her current wife. Yeah. Okay. I like that. And her other book, Her Body and Other Parties, is a short story collection, which is a horror, sci-fi, fantasy mix. I do remember you talking about that one. <laughs> yeah. And I'd recommend that as well, because there are a couple of uh, queer stories within it. So yeah, anything by her, actually. <laughs> Just anything by her, <laughs> basically, is what I'm saying. So some other books that I've actually read recently, including some comics, because if you're... If if this is something you want to get into and perhaps you're not too sure, blah, 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 comics and graphic novels are a great place to start. Yeah, I think they're um, a really good starting point for if you're trying to get back into reading. Yeah. And yeah. one of my friends is currently doing that, actually. That's That was her gateway. Doing that's through, quite cool, yeah. Yeah, so much better. Look at my little mm. jeans. Your spreadsheet. Your um, spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm just stuck in corporate <laughs> hell. <laughs> um, so Your notebook. It's very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> there was one that I discussed in great detail for the Asian recommendations, but the My Lonely, My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness. Yes. Fantastic graphic novel. It's a memoir of a lady who grew up in a very kind of closeted world, like family. Um, very, she had like a lot of expectations on her for what she should be doing, like educationally and blah 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 it, it meant that when she became an adult she had a great deal of anxiety she didn't really know how to cope with still feeling that she was disappointing her parents by not having a good job or yeah you know burnout gifted kid um <laughs> as i always say and she also for a lot of her life she believes that she she doesn't know the word for it but she believes that she um is like asexual she, okay she thinks she doesn't have that for anyone and then she kind of comes to terms and realizes that actually she's just so extremely touched off because she was never hugged by a parent yeah. or anything like that. and she realizes that she has romantic feelings for women so she goes to one of the like sex motels that they have in yeah. japan i don't know if that's what they're called and it's just about her sort of learning her sexuality and stuff is very brutally honest and she's got a second one out. This is by um, Cabby Nagata and uh, Jocelyn Allen is the translator. So the second one... Oh, she's actually got a few more. She's got a whole series. I just thought there was two. Oh, nice. So the next one is called My Solo Exchange Diary, Volume 1, and then Volume 2, and then My Alcoholic Escape from Reality, and My Wandering Warrior Existence. So she's doing a whole memoir. Millennial narrative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pictures are quite funny, actually, as well. Yeah, so the artwork's brilliant. It's very well written. It, it tugs on your heartstrings. <laughs> Bless her. So that was one that I have discussed in great detail before. But this last, like, I would say week, I've been going through a... I've got Kindle Unlimited, and I've been going through reading so many, uh, so many queer... Uh, graphic novels on Kindle Unlimited, just nice. rinsing through them. So I didn't know they had graphic novels on Kindle Unlimited. Mm. Interesting. They're a really good collection. So I read one called Princess Princess Ever After, and it's by Kay O'Neill. And I'll show you the cover. I don't know if that. 
I don't know, I'm sure I've heard of it though, mm. but I feel like I do this a lot where I'm like, I'm sure I've heard of that. <laughs> it's really cutesy. It's a standalone, which is another great thing about graphic novels because a lot of the time they are standalones. Amira is a princess, but she doesn't want to be, she doesn't want to conform to what her mum wants her to be. So she decides she wants to be a hero. So she goes out to rescue a princess. She goes out on her <laughs> horse to rescue her. And she rescues Sadie from a prison in a tower. It's just about their friendship. They're trying to get Sadie back to her kingdom to take the crown back. Yeah. She's got like an evil sister. <laughs> um, and then uh, love blossoms between them. And it's, it's a bit cute. of a twist in like a classic fairy tale, basically. Yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah, so the princess gets saved by another princess. And then they save a prince who's stuck in a tree. And he doesn't want to get saved by them because they're women. They're like, fine, we'll just leave you in the tree. Yeah. And then he ends up joining like their little band. And she's got um, a mini... Oh, so she's been... Sadie, who was in the tower, is being guarded by a dragon. But the dragon has basically become her pet. You can see that. She's like, <laughs> so she's got a little pet. Oh, she's like, like cuddling Sadie. the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> and when her sister finds out, she's like, that dragon was meant to be... Like ferocious, and she's like, no, it's, it's a sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a great little. That was a great little book. It didn't take long. It's only fifty six pages, and it's a standalone. So it's cute. Yeah, recommend that. And another one I read was Cheer Up, and it's another standalone. It's called Love and Pom Poms, and it's which just straight away. That's cheerleaders, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So it's set in high school, and it's about. It's about. Like the grumpy and sunshine oh dynamic, God, but they're cheerleaders. Yeah, so <laughs> Phoebe is a trans student. She is now female. Okay. Um, she used to be best friends with Annie, but they kind of lost contact when she was going through her transition. They didn't have like a falling out. They just yeah went their separate ways. Annie is really like sarcastic and like doesn't want to do anything to do with it. she's not you know she's not a she doesn't want to join in with group yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. she's like whatever she spends her life online just living her best <laughs> life and she goes to rock concerts and that's all she cares about basically so she's super antisocial. she's also not i don't think she's come out to everyone but she sees herself as a lesbian her mum is very um she just lives with her mum and her mum is very uh like outwardly presenting as a lesbian so oh, okay she's you know she's quite like masculine but she like really enjoys i think she has a nursery she's growing plants and stuff she's okay. just like yeah and then so at the beginning of the book annie's been annie's in the principal's office getting told off or being told that she needs to get more involved in extracurricular yeah and her mum's there and her mum's like well why don't you join cheerleading because i used to be a cheerleader and she's like what <laughs> you used to be a cheerleader what is this rubbish but to shut her mum up and because she knows it'll help her college application she goes to try out to be a cheerleader the head cheerleader is bb who used to be her best friend yeah and uh bb decides to give annie the position on the cheerleading squad and it's just about them like helping each other like bb helps annie come out and like not come out of the closet <laughs> like um come out of her shell make friends yeah like, enjoy okay. her life a bit more see that being a cheerleader isn't lame it's actually quite yeah fun. the social aspect yeah. of it and 
Annie helps BB be a bit more a bit more vocal in what she wants. So she's very because she's the only trans student and her parents have made it very clear if any of her education suffers, they will not let her present as a female anymore. With her parents okay. are very weird and very overprotective. They don't let her do anything outside the house. She has to be home at a certain time. And okay. they're always scared she's gonna get attacked because she's not like other girls and okay so she's very um kind of apologetic for her just existence existence, (laughs) yeah (laughs) and um like the cheerleading squads they're all very supportive of her but they're like they made her head cheerleader because they're like yeah we're a squad that has a trans head so she feels a little bit like a mascot almost yeah so like they help help each other out little sapphic laugh you know who who doesn't love it? And they're very well um, written, like they're different personalities, and seeing them come together. Do you switch? Does it switch point of views, or it just kind of yeah yeah? So it follows it follows like them at home separately okay. and like okay. yeah, like dips in and out, and it's really cute when they have a little "Do you like me?" conversation. Heart. And I also read last week the three volumes that are currently out of the Tea Dragon Society. Heard of that? It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so this is by K. O'Neill, who did the Princess Princess Ever After. Okay. And um, basically, it's set in this world where they have tea dragons, and they're little, cute, tiny little dragons. Like, does in teacup dragons? Like teacup? No, they're like oh. small dragons. Okay. That grow plants that you take the leaves and make oh! tea out of them. Oh my god! So it's like little rosemary dragon and stuff. Oh, like I love that. <laughs> And, like, very little people in the world are humans. And so there's, like, a dragon that's now in human form. And then there's, like, a character who is kind of like a humanoid goat or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I'm Mr. Tumnus. So there's just, yeah. <laughs> so there's just a big mixture of different characters. There's a, the, I can't remember their names, the, the goat's character <laughs> and her partner they used to be adventurous together and then he was injured and now he's in a wheelchair so they settled down to have their tea dragons and yeah so it follows each one kind of follows a different character there's like a character of a uh a young girl but she has a tail and some little ears so i don't know what creature she is she like came from a monastery and she lost all her memories and like it's just all about finding yourself and finding love and there's cute dragons and i love a dragon What's not to love? I like dragons making a comeback. Yeah. Oh, more <laughs> dragons, please. So there's some great graphic novels that you should jump into. Obviously, doing around at the moment is Heartstopper, which I thoroughly recommend. Yeah. Especially if you're British, I think reading their experience at school is kind of very nostalgic, even though like I didn't go through a being outed as a gay yeah. guy at school <laughs> i still think it's very nostalgic what kind of era of high school is it set in though is it set in like not high school i've used an american word there but senior school is it like gen z senior school or what would have been like millennial no senior it's school like for us? gen z oh okay but like, i didn't know how like because quite... i know the series is coming out but i didn't know if they'd updated it no, yeah, in the, in the comic, it's it's very kind of modern, well. Modern. I think the author is millennial, so it's probably like her experience. Yeah, but she spoke to a lot of people yeah. who were younger teenagers that would come out of school to see how. The only thing I would say is there's probably, although I have not been at school for twenty years, so I don't know. I would have expected a little bit more uh, slurs being used in a school environment, 
but I don't know what school's like like now for people. I I like to think it's better now. I would like to think so, yeah. Or at least it's more, not the norm, but it's not as, like, I don't know, like, I wouldn't say life-threatening, but like a a big deal. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to think we've progressed beyond that. I hope so. I don't know. If we've got Gen Z listeners, let me know if I'm wrong. Mm. But I really think it's more normalised than it was when I was at school, even. I would like to hope so, yeah. Yeah. Because having having got a couple of, well, at least one close friend who was gay in school, was outed at school, has Mm. been, had that experience that I have experienced second-hand as their friend. Yeah. I'd like to think it's better now. I hope it's better now. (laughs) Like, it's like, yeah. I know, you can just mm. hope, but some... Because I had all this faith in, like, Gen Z and stuff, but then I also know that there's still quite a lot of the anti-everything that's well, they there somehow. I don't know, they got, uh, it depends on who they're brought up by. That's the thing. And I think the people that are bringing up that generation have very secular views. And so you are, if you're brought up in that bit and you want to, because social media can give you a very narrow viewpoint, if you're only interacting with this thing from this particular section, then that's all social media feeds you. And then you're made to believe your whole world is the same as you. And maybe it's not true. So I do think it is possible for narrow viewpoints to also win out. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. And like it starts very early. This is nothing, this is complete side tangent basically Mm. but like my son recently decided he loves the colour pink and that's his favourite colour Um, and then he got told at school that he couldn't like pink because that's for girls only was that by another kid? another little boy and then he was told that he shouldn't have long hair because only girls have long hair and stuff and I'm like they're four and three years Mm. old and so that's come from the environment that's come from parents and that's disappointing yeah it's like and that's the start of my friend's daughter them saying like oh she fancies someone I was like but she's four she don't fancy no one did I not tell you about I I don't know did I tell you about my son and his little friend when I was telling oh that that she's a he's got a friend that's a girl yeah and parents have made comments yeah family member about it and my family member was like is she fit do you fancy her to my four year old about About a three three year old old. (laughs) I was like do not talk to my son ever again so it does start quite like, early. Just stop it. I hated I, that. When and I, was I remember because you didn't want like super gender stuff when he was young. Also trying to find presents mm. that weren't gendered was really difficult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. So whatever this baby is, better like mm. the same things as him because that's the toys they're getting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they were the ones I've recently read. For uh, another great book, which I've discussed a lot recently, I really recommend going to the Asian recommendation, Asian Heritage Month recommendations mm. to hear more on this. But the um, Light from Uncommon Stars, yes, I remember by Reika Aoki. Um, there's uh, the main character is a trans character, and there's also a uh, lesbian couple in it. One of them's an alien, but still, it still, <laughs> it still works. <laughs> and in that same vein, This is How You Lose the Time War by yeah. Amul L. Mota and Max Gladstone. That's a, it's a sapphic romance set in a war and two opposing soldiers fall in love mm. with each other through letters. So both of them are great. Both of them I've discussed in great detail in the last couple of weeks so just go listen to those episodes so just a couple more that i wanted to mention 
and these are just like obviously there's hundreds of books but these are just the ones i particularly like Mm. so at the beginning of the year i read the binding by bridget collins now since i've read this book i've heard some people say they don't support the author i've not looked into it please do your own research but the binding is fabulous like the book so it follows a young well it's set like in a different world where there's no books and people who write books remember this one so they write your memories into the book and then you lose that memory so if there's something in your life you no longer want to yeah like you want it taken out of your head you go to a book binder they write your story they bind the book you no longer remember that happened so people generally are kind of scared of book binders they don't read books books are very taboo in this world so we follow Emmett who's a uh, farmer and his surname's farmer as well I never made that connection before (laughs) and he is taken on where he is summoned to be an apprentice of a bookbinder because apparently he has the bookbinding skill it's like something within you Um, yeah so he goes and learns how to do that but he knows there's like a lot a year of his life-ish that he can't remember and he from the very beginning it's described as like he had a sickness that made him lose a year of his life before he got summoned to be a bookbinder and it about it's set up into thirds the book and at the end of the first part you find out that there's a book he finds a book with his name on it so the middle part yeah. is he burns the book the middle part is this what was in the book so his memories that were removed from him and then the third part is him dealing with that and it's a gay romance in a world where that's not okay okay i don't remember you mentioning that part no Maybe. i don't think i do it's kind of no i, I don't think i did mention that part because i was like that's a nice little twist but as we're talking about <laughs> yeah pride books i kind of have to mention why it's in the book <laughs> it's a love story it's a beautiful love story it's sad but it's good. Mm. Like, very much recommend. And anything by Seanan Maguire, they write the most fabulous books. So they have a whole series called The Wayward Children, which I've definitely yep. mentioned before. Yeah, it's in my Amazon wish list. Yeah. And I think there's maybe eight or nine of them out at the minute, and it's going to be, I think, a 20-book series. So each yeah. book follows a different character, and they have a broad range of characters there's asexual characters there's transsexual characters there's um lesbian characters Mm. there's i know which is pride month but there's like fat representation there's older love representation there's everything it's just they write amazing books i've not read outside this series but my understanding is that is just how they write as a person so i'm very excited to pick up more by the author but this book series in particular also they don't actually have to be read in order i mean you may miss the introduction of a character but you can pick up any of the books okay do they kind of so they kind of work as standalones as well yeah apart from the first two actually spoiler each other so okay either way you read them is fine but yeah and there's it's so many different forms of love and how people like how people approach love how they find happiness in themselves how they find family with one another just all our favorite fan family all the series yeah Yeah. it's an absolutely stunning series so sincerely recommend that 
The next one is a book series by an indie author called Stephanie Rose. I've mentioned her before. Yeah. She's got the series called Suits and the first book's called Wildcard and the second book I think is called Painted Lady and they are queer books set in a world that's like it's a fantasy world that's influenced by like the suit of cards so there's like jacks yeah, yeah. jacks queens and then like spades hearts etc yeah, yeah. yeah. there's the 230 pages so they're running short so okay yeah uh, it's kind of hard to talk about without spoiling anything but there's a great uh gay love story in the first book in particular which just yeah. Makes my heart happy all the time. <laughs> so they're just like ones I've recently read that I think are brilliant. Mm. Got lined up, I can't remember what it's, what it's called, but I've got lined up a book about like the trans history in the UK. So that's what I'm hoping Ooh, to listen to this month. Yeah. I'm currently doing the Windrush betrayal. So, and then I'll probably do something a bit more lighthearted before I do the next <laughs> non-fiction. So then... Uh, I mean, yeah. But yeah, so if, if, when I get round to that, I will do like a little update on that. Yeah, trans rights in the UK. Definitely not. Non, non-existent. Ideal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think they're like, they're just a bunch, like a short recap of some yeah. books that I've recently read that really um, caught my attention. I mean, so I, I can think... do some quick off-the-cuff yeah. fantasy ones. Yeah. That... Obviously, I mean, because they're set in fantasy universes, there's no reason not to have queer representation because no. it's a made-up world. Yeah. This world might not have had the same societal prejudices as we've grown up with. No, um, so, because ours is very much based on uh, religion as well. And yes, if if these we worlds are, didn't have the same religion, yes. which they wouldn't have, yes, they wouldn't have the history of being Western of Christianity, all of that, exactly, all that bad stuff, all that all that stuff. <laughs> so like. The Cassandra Clare books, I mean, like, famously, obviously, there, there is a main character in the books who is gay, who falls in love with the warlock, who is not openly, doesn't, I would say pan rather than bi, mm-hmm. because his definitely seems to be very much personality-based yeah. in his attraction, because he doesn't seem to have a type, because there are some books that cover his, like, his life, Yeah, the Bane Chronicles, that's Magnus Bane, it kind of covers his life, and he doesn't really seem to have a type, like... Okay in looks or personality or gender so it definitely seems to be a person thing and it kind of goes to their life together because in this world Shadowhunters are a bit bit backwards a bit traditionalist and he is like a very important person the the main character her name is just just jumped out yet absolutely gone Anyone who's read the books will know who I mean, so <laughs> deal with it. He is like from a quite a prominent Shadowhunter family, and it's about him going from being very angry, very like any suggestion that he might be gay, like he slams Calari against a wall for implying it, and she doesn't imply it in a bad way. She's just like he he kind of mentions like something made him mad, and she's like, oh, "It's because you're gay," and he like loses his shit. Oh. So we go from that, we watch that journey to him like falling in love with Magnus, and then. Spoilers, I guess, for if you're going to read these. But um, Magnus and him end up having adopting a child together. And it's a warlock child. And, like, because warlock children are born through a demon having sex with a, a human woman. Yeah. And sometimes it gets her knowledge that it's a demon. And then they're born by like, these demon children and they're like, ew. <laughs> so it's like, it's most warlocks have very bad stories. Yeah. Which obviously quite a correlation to, like, no one has a good coming out story, maybe. Mm. Very rarely. So that's how it's used as well. 
is Magnus draws parallels in yeah. his like in his narration. I'm not making this in his narration. Yeah, yeah. And so that they find a warlock child and oh, my heart. <laughs> and Magnus is like, I'm not ready to be a dad. And then the boyfriend whose name I can't remember. <laughs> Alec, Alec, Alec! His name is Alec! <laughs> it was in there. Alec is just straight away like, we're keeping him, right? Yeah, so, like, Alec is, is like happening. buying stuff to take care of this child. And Magnus is like, whoa, hang on. <laughs> Magnus is like, well, and they take this several like, weeks of them caring for this child before Magnus is like, we're not giving him back. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, I thought this was just temporary. Like, <laughs> And because it's a warlock child being raised by a shadow hunter dad. And then, like, Alec rises to a lot more prominence in as a shadow hunter and rises to, like, a, basically a government position and he changes laws. Mm. And, like, but, and then the whole story is, like, I loved you so much that I changed the world for you. So their love story in this is just... Oh. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that is... Excuse me, and it, I just tear up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's not in any one book. It's sprinkles because yeah. Magnus is in every book. And... So, like, Magnus is in the books that are set in the 80s. Because he's a warlock, they live forever. So he's in the books that are in the 1800s. Yeah. And you see his life then, where he's, like, very much not in a good place then. And then, like, him and Alec go through some healing together. Oh, and then they adopt a second kid who's a shadow hunter kid. And then it's about them raising, like, being a warlock and a shadow hunter, r- raising two children. One of whom's a warlock, one of them isn't. That's and so obviously, cute. Because, like... The two shadow hunters aren't immortal. They're gonna pass away one day, and it's all about like Magnus has this child that's a piece of Alec forever. Oh, it's so good. That so is amazing. That's in and there's like there's loads of other so in um in Chain of Gold that series the Last Hours series there is also Anna who is a lesbian and dresses in men's clothing, and it's about it's sort of touches her story. There is a bi character in it. And he's kind of in, falls in love with lots of people, big feelings. So he's falling in love with lots of people all the time, and he's very chaotic. Typical boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, so that's I mean, just that series. But then, like a lot of fantasy recently, it's just there as part of the work. Like, Carve the Mark just casually rep- mentions husbands and wives of like male male partners, mm. female female partners. Skullduggery, obviously, yeah. the main character is. Pan, I believe, she ends up saying later on. Oh, bless her. Um, Obviously, like the Shadow, the Grishaverse. Grishaverse, yeah. Mm. Husbands, again, husband and wives are mentioned very casually as though it's part of the world, like as in it's not a, it's not a storyline necessarily, no. it's just part of the world. High Mountain Court, same yeah. thing. I came off at her series, yeah. Menzies, Jean Menzies. Mm-hmm. It's just, well, Indie authors are where it's at, but there's a lot of very good. I mean, Lee Bardugo as well yeah. is a great example exactly, of it just being right. part of the world um, just... and having great relation stories and stuff like that. Yeah, um, like strong relationships throughout. I'm trying to. I'm just looking. We're looking at my bookshelves, yeah. by the way. I've actually just Been thought more. of a couple more that I meant to mention, so I'm just going to quickly mention them now because I for did it. forget about them. Not forget about them, but I haven't read them as recently, so. The Taking of Jake Livingston by, or Livingstone by Ryan Douglas. That's about a, it's a YA book about a young boy who can see ghosts. Okay. Um, and as a side plot, he's also coming to terms with his sexuality. 
he is also he and him and his brother are the only uh, students of colour at this school. So he has like okay. triple things working against things, him. Yeah. yeah. Think about <laughs> Yeah. Um Then I've discussed both of these before. I always kind of in my head they go together and this Jake Livingstone has joined that in my head they go together. Mm. For no other reason apart from my head likes them to be sure. together. So there's Cemetery Boys. Oh, that's the one I've always wanted Bye. to read. I'm going to have to just double check. I don't want to get the authors the wrong way around on these two. Aidan Thomas, yeah, I was going to give it the, the other the right author. Right. So, Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas. So that follows a young uh, Bruja. I think yeah. that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, so he again can see ghosts. Oh, maybe that's why my brain puts them together. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so he can see ghosts and he is helping He's a trans character. Yeah. So he's not technically a bruja. He's a... Oh, whatever the... I don't know the other gender no, word for that. I can't remember. And he's really struggling because he wants to be a bruja. And he's really struggling with getting his family to take him seriously. Allowing him to have the bruja ceremony as opposed to the other one that his family wants him to have. Yeah. He's called uh, Yadriel. And he accidentally summons a ghost and he doesn't know how to get rid of the ghost. <laughs> and the ghost is a teenager who went to school with him. They weren't friends. This teenager yeah. is like a bad boy. Okay. Um, but he can't get rid of Julian, who is this? Who is the other teenager, until yeah. he helps Julian find what happened to him. And I think he wants to say goodbye to his family or something. And then they end up falling for each other, which Ooh. is like... It's a sweet because <laughs> ghost. Yeah, um, so well written. It was really I. Uh, it's one of the ones that it's, every time I'm like re- I remember it. I'm like, oh shit, buy that. Five stars is not yeah. enough for this book. Okay, like, yeah, I know everyone is, says oh, that. Like, it's, yeah. And the other one, I don't know why I my brain puts these together. I think because I read them at similar times. Felix Ever After by Case and Calendar. Yes. And this follows a transgender boy, Felix, who is at art college. And he's just trying to, like, trying to find a way to be comfortable with his life. He's, like, he's got mm. a good set of friends that are quite good support supportive. System. Yeah, he's got all that. He's never been in love, and he desperately wants to be in love. He's, like, 17 or 18. And okay. He, he just desperately wants to feel what he sees everyone else yeah. feeling. And at the same time, he has to deal with someone who has started bullying him on, like, sending him Instagram messages, dead naming him, and okay. they've got photos of Felix from before he transitioned, and they're threatening to release them and things Ugh. like that. So he's kind of, you know, he's trying to deal with that. He's black. He's queer. He's transgender. It's a struggle. Yeah, um, there's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> But he does, it is about his journey of finding his first love and kind of a little bit about him learning to love himself. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. Like growing in his confidence and stuff. I like that. So yeah. I feel like that. Has that been turned into something on Netflix? I feel like I've seen it. Potentially. I might be lying, but I'm sure. But those three, I don't know why, they all get lumped together. I don't know why. My brain just connects them together. I feel like I remember you reading them quite close together. The Felix Ever After and the Cemetery Boys, I read one after the other. Mm. 
the Jake Livingstone. I only recently read, but I guess my brain puts them together because they both, because two of them have boys that can see ghosts. <laughs> I guess that's it. Why not? Yeah. I just remember there's another queer relationship in Cassandra Clare. Yeah. You know the ones that end up being a thruple? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that. Oh, so they're yeah, a yeah, gay that's couple. Serious, isn't it? Yeah. I'll thruple you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is like everywhere if you look for it. Yeah. Oh, I just hope, yeah, yeah the more it becomes just like in every book, then it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Unless you need it to be a thing, because that's the story you're telling. I remember when you told me about in Skullduggery before I'd got to that part, and you mm. said about the there was someone at the school. Yeah. Like, what if I turn out to be straight and boring or whatever it is? Yeah, so with Skullduggery, it's like, because obviously it's a well known fact, like, because sorcerers live forever, they eventually, everyone dabbles, they call it. If you live forever, why would you, why not? Would you not? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, and then one of the, so there's two younger characters talking, and one of them is, like, gender neutral they them pronouns and quite comfortable in who they are and is another character who's very unsure of himself going like what if i'm just straight i'm gonna be so boring he's like what if like like he was like at least then the choice would be everyone then he's like but then that means everyone could reject me oh i don't know then (laughs) and it's like but it's the discussion on the reverse it's it's the the character who's comfortably out going no 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 you'll get get there they're, they're like once you move past like the boundaries of society you know, you'll get there. And he's like, do you think I will? And they're like, I think you, it's okay. <laughs> I just, Derek Landy, I will fangirl for forever. I oh think God, now. yeah. <laughs> like, and now I've met him in person, I feel confident to say, I obviously we don't know everything yeah. about a person, but I feel like he's an author that's not going to let just me like, down. <laughs> everything he puts on Twitter, like, oh, it's just like, I like every time I'm just like, oh, you are just like who you are. And the you fact are. that he's, uh, his partner is so openly on the queer spectrum as yeah. well with a male partner yes. but openly talking about yeah. how like yeah that makes her feel experience he is he is an ally <laughs> the tiktok sound where he's like here's here's my friend blah, blah, blah. speak blah. and she's like like my friend blair is an ally speak and she's like ally <laughs> that's all she says have you not heard that no. one wait i'm gonna see oh. if i can find it um just to round out this <laughs> one second i'll do a little i just want to say i'm part of the lgbtq community and this is my best friend valentina she's an ally and like all the videos under it are just amazing because it's like the straight friend (laughs) i don't know where the original is but um yeah that should be put as the after credit sound (laughs) (laughs) thank you for joining us this week (laughs) sorry <laughs> Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the pride recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next week. Love you as a friend. Bye. I love you as more than a friend. <laughs>